Hello, beautiful. You are now tuned in to The Goddess Code, where we discuss the righteousness and ratchetness of the Black millennial woman's experience. We hope you feel seen. We hope you feel heard. And most of all, we hope you feel loved. Hi, good afternoon, good evening. Um, it's January 14th. You're tuning in to episode 101 of The Goddess Code. Um, we're brought to you live with the Nubian Phenomenon and Stiletto Champion. Blissfully complicated. And we're definitely here to bring you the good vibes. We're here to bring you the healing, the journey of the divine feminine right to you live. Um, we're hoping to um, definitely start off with a little bit of our introduction around Goddess Code and why we're starting this up. Um, I would like to give a little preface. I don't know if you've been following at honorthegoddesscode.com or uh, .com. We're not .com yet, but we're going to be .com soon. Soon, soon. soon. <laughs> .com, soon. Um, but at honorthegoddesscode, um, that is our email, and that is also our IG handle, so you can follow us there. If you've been following, you know that um, we started this, um, me and Abby, mm -hmm. um, definitely, um, to commemorate our 11th year of friendship, I feel like we've been asked to create a platform for us to share our journeys to Divine Feminine. Um, and this would be the perfect opportunity for us to do that. So just going to share a little information about ourselves. Oh, hi, guys. It's Abby. Um, the Goddess School really came about um, as me and Sonia have like gotten on this journey foraying into womanhood um, in a different way that is very unique to our friendship and also unique to the time period. Um, I feel like we were talking about all of the lessons and the information that we've got garnered that has brought us to this place um, of healing and being able to just heal certain traumas and being full woman. And we really wanted to have a place where we can share that information and also just create a community of sisterhood. We, me and her and I have such a like beautiful bond um and we've learned through our journey that not many women share that deep of a, a bond with either their friends or women in their family and us knowing what the blessing of sisterhood is um it really inspired us to create this platform to really let's you know share our love and share our knowledge and create just a like a community of women who are here for each other supporting each other loving each other and healing um with each other so I'm adding myself in this latter part of their eleven year friendship. But um I've definitely known these guys now for a couple of years. I met Sonia through work and then from her beautiful, gracious, contagious laugh that friendship grew and now we are roommates and I am blessed to have met her beautiful soulmate slash best friend Abster, aka Abby, that's my nickname for her. And me personally, I've had my best friend since I've been 12 years old is one of the longest friendships that I've actually encountered. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing and a blessing to also be inspired and sitting next to such a friendship. And I'm just bringing a little bit of that Brooklyn crazy swag, a little bit of that hood meets healing. Mm -hmm. We all are friends, and I hope that you get to feel the love when you listen to this. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so... Let's foray into the purpose of this podcast and the, the pillars um, of our content and what we want you guys to get from this, what we want you guys to learn from this, and also ways that you guys can hold us accountable for what we're putting out into the universe. Um, so 
stands out. The first pillar that I have is sisterhood. sisterhood. I mean, we just tapped into that. Um, again, I want to speak a little bit on their friendship from an outside perspective as one of their newer friends. Um, from literally from the very first time that I met Abby, I remember Abby to the point where when I moved into my new home, Abby, Abby was actually visiting Sonya and I literally ran down on her in the train station like, I know you. And she was like, no, you don't. And I was like, well, actually we do because we're friends and I love you. And literally by the end of that night, Abby was like, no, Trina, but I love you. And I was like, I know. And I was with my best friend who happens to be an Aquarius like Abby. So it's really amazing. It's super inspiring watching them. I love how they joke. I love how they are almost opposites, but in like the same pod. It's like, it's so amazing. And I love how intentionally when I moved in, sisterhood was one of my main reasons moving into this apartment with Sonya. I moved in very intentional, wanting a stronger sisterhood. I wanted friends that we can learn together, heal from, and also be super cute, and <laughs> we are all of those things. I feel like the term sisterhood, um, as of recently, has been, like, thrown around a lot, um, a lot, and, you know, everybody has, like, a women's empowerment brunch, and, like, everybody's on this, like, women's empowerment tip, but... When you go to these events and you hear what people are talking about, it's really super superficial. And it's really, from what I've experienced, a lot of women like saying, like, this is how great my life is. Buy my program and maybe you can get, like, or something like that. And I really want us to focus on, like, sisterhood is unconditional. It's also holding your sister accountable. That's also being there for your sister when she's at her worst, Mm. helping her get to her best. It's also being a judgment-free drone it's also being a safe space um for your fellow woman to hurt or to laugh or to joke or to share her dreams like sisterhood is not gaudy sisterhood is not flaunting it's not self-serving it's not um pretentious like it is the raw energy of women and it's something that as a species no matter what species that you find the female energy in like they all share this Mm -hmm sense of sisterhood and I think that's super important um, for us. I think that's like our main pillar because we want every time that you guys listen to our podcast that you're learning something and you feel connected to us as we feel connected to you. Yes. Um, I definitely, this is Namibian phenomenon, um, I want to <laughs> talk about sisterhood um, because that's basically how God's code was also birthed. We had a pilot episode on Instagram where, and we're honestly we were just sitting around and we were talking. We we're like, we should make a video today. Um, and we literally, me and a group of my goddess friends, um, Kina, um, Simone, shout out Simone, shout out to Olivia. Shout out uh, you to know Simone, what I mean? Shout and, out to right. And honestly, we are all different kinds of women. I'm the mm-hmm. type of woman. If you've met me and you know me, I have a lot of friends, divine feminine friends, femme mm-hmm. friends. I have a lot of women friends. Um, and I feel like um, it, I've always tried to do my best to bring them together. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, when I bring them together, it's always in an organic way and mm-hmm. to watch them blend and to watch our sisterhood grow and for us to become goddess gang and things like that. And just to talk about what that means and things like that. And then us honestly taking the initiative to step up into that platform and to be like, you know what, it's, it's a little bit more than us just being friends, but it's a matter of us all being on separate journeys mm-hmm. that happen to be aligned towards a similar purpose. And that's just us evolving into our highest and our best selves. 
So grounding it back in sisterhood, um, just understanding that um, the women in my life personally, like if it wasn't for my sisters, I could not stand here before you today. Like sure. especially like I'm so happy that this is episode one on one with my with my honestly most solid sisters like <laughs> Trina really and Abby that. for real like and those, these are these are two women that that are provide provide a home for me within themselves mm. and things like that um and then that is what sisterhood is I know that there is uh, there's no amount of there's nothing that I can be judged around there's nothing that I can be ashamed around there's no there's no there's no reason for me to not ask and go to these women for anything and things like that and I all and they, and they know they can come to me for the same mm-hmm. so um just understanding that sisterhood is like way more than like turning up getting drunk um getting smizzed which that is something that we do I do OD. not want nobody OD, like don't. Get it confused. <laughs> Hashtag turn up twins. Yes, turn like, it up. We turn, <laughs> turn everything up. up. Like everything and and, up. I, and that's the thing. That's why. That's another reason why I, I want us to change what sisterhood looks like. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people think that sisterhood is this catty thing, or people just have things in common, so they hang out. And it's like, no, these women. I can see us building businesses together. together. I can see us traveling the world. I can see us. I having can see us having our families together. Our like, fa- you know yeah. what I mean? I can. I see us building a village. I see us building empires together. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I see it's owning home, owning lands, all kinds of stuff that I want to get into. So mm-hmm. that's why sisterhood is definitely one of the first and most important pillars for God's code. And that's definitely going to be a consistent theme throughout our seasons. I feel like sisterhood is also super, um, is super empowering. Like knowing that I can go through anything and I have someone that's going to have my back. Like I can be at the worst of worst. I could do the worst of things and I know like, I could call Sonny today and be like, bitch, I just shot this nigga. I don't know what to do. She'll be like, how we have where the body? <laughs> She'll be like, that's this it. is where the body's going. We never gonna talk about this to this day. That's it. Like, and knowing that you have that type of tribe, that type of energy around you is just super important. And last thing, sisterhood is always chicks before dicks. You don't put no niggas, no dicks, no nothing before our friendship. Like, and a lot of you girls, a lot of us need to understand that like your women. Y'all, we have to we have to put each other first. Like and we have to. That is just very important. <laughs> that kind of goes into our second pillar, which is healing trauma. So that's definitely something that's very important for me. Again, this is Tree here. Um, moving into the house again, because of Sonya and the healing that naturally comes off of her, that oozes off of her, her spirit is just so feeling when it comes to meeting someone to just honestly get that trauma out and that is something that honestly grew me as a woman living in this house with her and then you have this beautiful friend right next to her abby and ask abby she knows everything <laughs> okay look so, out for that channel coming soon to have a place inside of women to have a place that doesn't necessarily have one stationary place that I can go to to heal is important. And this podcast is definitely going to exude that. It's very important to us at the end of the day. If you are black and you live in America, unfortunately, you have trauma, sister. Mm-hmm. And we need to heal this so that we can move on, so we can be the goddesses that we are. But we have healing, and we're all open to our healing. And I've never met a group of women more open to trying to understand and not trying to judge me, not trying to have a one-up on me, but genuinely listening, listening from a place of healing. Mm -hmm. That is so 
fulfilling. And I just have to say thank you, ladies, mm-hmm. honestly, because you guys you. are my hairless. Oh, that's so beautiful. Um, to circle back to healing trauma, I feel like as black women, I think we suppress and downplay the amount of trauma we go through as we age and we mature. It starts really young from sexualization to some of us not having our fathers in our home, which leaves us open to predators, Mm. through going up and not having our beauty appreciated, Mm. through going through the workplace and not having our voices appreciated, and then going through relationship and not having our men appreciate us. Like, we have a very, very beautiful journey, but it's also very tough. And every time you go through a trauma, it is like a dent in your armor, Mm. and a lot of times we don't know how to iron that out and we're holding on to these dents that are becoming holes and we kept we keep mm-hmm. getting punctured and we keep getting wounded and then we don't understand why we're so tired why we're mm-hmm. why we're so weak why we're depressed or why we have anxiety and this is a place where as women who have all gone gone through most of these these phases of life um, and are still going through them and will go through them further like we want to create a safe space where we can talk about these traumas, talk about traumas that come generationally, that come from our parents, that come from our lovers that we share, that come from the workplace. Um, having a voice where we put this out on the table and we say, like, this, I'm going through this, I see you, you see me, and let's figure out how we get how we get through this. Um, and definitely to follow up on that, because... Healing trauma. This is actually about to be my life's work. Yes. Um, I'm working to help. I'm working on so um, enrolling in grad school to become a wellness coach, and I'll be able to help personalize wellness plans to help people heal their trauma in a more holistic way in terms of like changing their lifestyles to to address these things. And um, um, honestly, this is probably the most important pillar um, to me. Um, definitely because. I know that trauma is what has brought us to this place. This place, mm-hmm. um, and honestly, unhealed being trauma able, is what un- yes, um, unhealed trauma, and um, honestly, this past few years, um, acknowledging the trauma mm-hmm. um, that I have endured growing up has truly transformed me, um, because I've have been able to be accountable and to be to take action, to um, um, take back my life, to reclaim my womanhood, to reclaim my sexuality, to reclaim my, my identity, my voice, my body, to, to truly um, do that in a way that is unapologetic mm-hmm. and to just take control over the things that I thought I did not have control over. Um, a lot of us have experienced so much trauma. It's generational. It's mm-hmm. within our DNA. It's, it's within our blood, our mm-hmm. ancestors. Mm-hmm. Literally growing up, growing up in households where we've witnessed trauma and that has left an indent on us. We have literally seen things on the street, lived in the hood. Mm-hmm. We have left us with PTSD. We have literally have dealt with predators like 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 everybody, almost everybody I know, men and women, has have a, have a tale and have an experience mm-hmm. about sexual trauma growing up. And mm-hmm. we just don't talk about these things. We don't acknowledge it. Um, therapy is so taboo in our community. And that's why I really realized that we have to create a platform for people to know that it and to know that it's it's okay to talk about the things that you've been through. That you are not don't have to always come from a place of being a victim, mm-hmm. but more of a, a, a survivor. Mm-hmm. You're a testimony to that trauma. You're a testimony for somebody else who needs to know that they can heal too, that they too can um, come out of something that seems so dark because um, we've all been in that place. So 
Um, I do believe that healing trauma is, is honestly one of the biggest revolutions that's going to help liberate our mind, body, and spirit. Um, if we can help acknowledge that we've been through things and take action to correcting it, I think that is the main thing that we can do to help each other and help rebuild the black family, black community, and just each other. And like, honestly, we need it. I just also want to piggyback on that. I think something that was really important to me was changing the narrative of the strong black woman yes. and it's like we don't have to be strong for because we can take so much shit like our strength is coming in our healing and this is the reason why we are strong because these are the things that have been put on us not that we are <laughs> not that not that we're seeking these are the things that have been put on us and us transmuting that pain and transmuting that energy and healing it is how we become strong black women, not because we can take a lot of shit. So I think that's super important for us to let that be known. And we really want you guys to write in to Goddess Co. Honor the Goddess Co. Write us in. Tell us your trauma, some things that maybe happened. You don't have to go into details, but just let it out, get it off, and then we these are things that we can discuss in further episodes. This is the way that you can be interactive with the podcast and everything that we have going on, guys. Good. Um, and also, I feel like that's a perfect segue for us to get into accountability mm. um, because that is that is the main thing that you need in order to start your healing journey. Mm-hmm. You have to be accountable to the fact that there are things that I've been through that I have not acknowledged and that has definitely been showing up in my life. How has it been showing up? These reoccurring patterns, these reoccurring situations that we can't understand to get out of these cyclical things that we think we're supposed to be trapped to or and we're succumbing to um, and why they're happening. And it honestly, it's, it's, it's from, it starts from taking accountability and mm-hmm. understanding that I actually have the power to control um, the things that, the decisions that I make moving forward Mm -hmm. Um, and focusing on putting your energy on the things that are within your sphere of control. Like a lot of times we make these big lofty goals uh, and all of these things outside of ourselves and all of these things in this physical realm and we forget about the internal. And honestly, accountability just makes sure that you're transparent with yourself about healing and about this journey and honestly just doing whatever you need to do, whether that is speaking to a therapy therapist whether that's speaking to your friend whether that's coming in mm-hmm. coming into into community stepping into your spirituality learning healing modalities um and yeah all of those things are accountability is just taking action towards your healing i definitely think and to go on top of everything that you said like us shifting the voice from fault which is a victim state to responsibility which is you empowering yourself and understanding like Things may or may not be your fault. That is not what we're debating. We're, we're talking about this happened. It happened to you because of you, maybe because of you, whatever. But what you do with it, with that is your responsibility. And I think as a women populace, like, I think we're, we're trained, we're trained to be in this, like, victim modality where or victim state where it's like things happen to us and we're we're raised to be damsels in distress and we're raised to be princesses and et cetera et cetera understanding like no like my healing is my responsibility Mm -hmm. i have to take accountability for the fact that these are mistakes that i've made i these are decisions that i've made and it's a safe space and it's okay for me to take that l or it's okay for me to heal that wound it's okay for me to acknowledge this pain because if I don't do that, I'm going to keep moving in cycles. And we really want to come from a place where we are 
empowering ourselves and empowering you guys to take control of your lives and take control of your story and take control of your narrative. Yeah. Our next pillar, which goes literally hand in hand with accountability, is love. And the reason why it goes to me hand in hand is most importantly, my accountability right now is my self-love. I am such a good friend that my friends are like, girl, now what about you? Like, be a friend to yourself. And this podcast, my point of view when it comes to love is not only about what you have around you, but that of yourself, being accountable to know when you are lacking that self-love, being mm-hmm. accountable to your, being accountable as a friend to call out your friend, like, are you checking into that self-love or just even willingly admit that, you know, as black people, we need love. We need it more than ever. And I am so glad to have this podcast. Mm-hmm. I love it, too. Oh. Oh. And we do need love. And with love, um, you can't have love without transparency. And... All of these things are intertwined, and I, and I hope that throughout the course of this um, podcast that you'll see how these things are directly correlated. Um, when it comes question. down to transparency. What is transparency? Okay, Jesus. let's define transparency. Yeah. Transparency is, is literally being super real with yourself. I feel like being real to the point where it's not self-denigrating, it's definitely not devaluing yourself. It's about being so real to the point where it's like these are the things that I wish not it hurt it hurts to acknowledge this mm. you know what I mean this is uncomfortable to acknowledge transparency can't come without uncomfortability mm. um and transparency just comes with um being completely unapologetic about around your feelings about how you might feel how anybody else might feel about what you're about to say and just knowing that because this is the truth I have to stand in it mm-hmm. and you and and definitely speaking your truth um, and doing it that in a way that is holistic and, and, and the way you embody yourself and things like that and how you show up with people. That's what it means to me. I think even from us as a standpoint, like everyone is jumping into the podcast game and however they want to move, that's their business. Like I wish success to everyone in the podcast game, but I know for us, we said that if we're going to do this, we're going to do this all the way and we're going to be honest about what is going on in our lives and be honest about our feelings and our opinions and be honest with you guys. I hate listening to podcasts and feeling like someone is going to smoke a mask or, <laughs> or so, trying to sell me something or trying to sell me something or try to to put this figment or fake struggle. Like we're going to talk about some real shit here. Um and real shit. we want to talk about some real shit here because it's important for people to talk about real shit. <laughs> like and I've only noticed that important no having four little sisters and them looking at me like I have something that I'm going through and how would it help them? How would it serve them for me to be like, well, I've never went through any of these things. And you, should, <laughs> you should be perfect. And-, um, and that brings us to love. 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 I love love. I love love. I love it. Everybody <laughs> knows me. I've always yeah. assumed that these, these people are going to really think they're my family because they're like, yeah, I already Y'all know me. me. <laughs> but it's like, you guys don't know me. You guys yeah. are brand new. Um, and love is definitely 
it's the foundation. Mm-hmm. Like, it is, again, once again, like, the foundation of, I really think that love is just essential to so many aspects of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to career, when it comes to family, relationships, and especially when it comes to yourself. Um, it, and people don't, I feel like people don't understand the different kinds of love is so mm-hmm. many different variations and people they're expressed and how they're expressed and people relegate um like like a certain kind of love for their partner a certain kind of love for their family and a certain kind of love and, and it's like love is in all these compartments and boxes and love is truly free flowing it's something mm-hmm. that can never be defined i feel like un- until you've actually experienced it within yourself um until you cultivate that meaning of self-love and love within yourself i feel like Everything outside of you as far as love is vague. You know what I mean? And you're also going off of other people's interpretations. You're assuming that people's actions, you're assuming you're trying to find all kinds of things that equate love, but you won't really know how to recognize it and how to appreciate and value it until you cultivate that within yourself. Um, so I, I, I think that love is definitely the key to us unifying, to us healing, to us liberating ourselves. Um, but it's also the key to us understanding ourselves better and help helping to prioritize ourselves in a way that helps us align with our highest purpose. I feel like this was like one of the pillars that I was just like, oh, my. <laughs> 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 like, why are we doing this? But I do see this podcast. As like, Not why. No. <laughs> Not why love, y'all. Listen, I am not the most emoting person. We all gonna know that from this podcast. I'm very like cut and dry, and I'm not right. <laughs> but um, I would say that I do see this podcast is kind of like a love letter to each other. And yeah, like, this is a love letter. It's yeah, hear those snaps. <laughs> <laughs> it's like us putting on paper the conversations that we have with each other that have gotten me through to say like the toughest times and have gotten me through the happiest times and also us realizing that like love is so important and we need to give each other more of that yes. um in our so community especially i feel that the language that we use here you guys will know like we will use very affirming very supportive language um and just really bringing that pride back in, in like we said in sisterhood bringing that self pride back um those all those things stem from love so I am down with this pillar. Maybe. Um, my love literally goes into the next pillar, which is unapologetically black. That is mostly what I want to support. I'm black, 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 i I say I'm from Brooklyn. I'm not from America. I don't represent it because I'm from Brooklyn, true Brooklynite. But I wanted to take it a little step further because it's not about where I'm from. But what I've realized, what I've been trying to say is that I'm black. I'm unapologetically black. Um, I have no reason, rhymes, on why I need to put it under covers anymore. I don't mm-hmm. want to hide it. I don't want to give you a million reasons. I don't want to have to explain it to you. Like We are black. We're in love, and we're loud, and we're proud. Um, and if anybody knows me again, <laughs> at the Nubian phenomenon, at the Nubian this, phenomenon, I'm gonna go hard. I'm gonna go hard for it because everybody knows how I feel about my people. Mm-hmm. I'm so passionate about the African diaspora and Black people um, being of West Indian descent. 
um, being raised in Brooklyn, East New York, being being of the diaspora, like I feel like um, I'm so connected to my roots, and I just feel like learning my history, learning about mm-hmm. where I'm from, learning about my people has given me the energy to literally know I have to create a legacy. Mm-hmm. Our people have done the most with the with least. Honestly, and, and with the most, and with the most, like, and to go if you want to go back to ancient empires and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and it's just like it's about us. I feel like this, our us being unapologi- unapologetically black, brings us full circle. Um, as far as when it when it comes to ancestral spirit and honoring our ancestors, like we've always been a prideful people. We come from a long line, a long line and lineage of black kings and queens who have led empires for for decades and centuries. Who have been the first teachers, the first scientists, the first mathematicians, the first architects, the first astronomers. We've we've done it all. There's first nothing. Musicians. The first musicians <laughs> and it's like the inventors. It's like literally nothing that we haven't done. It's like how could we not be unapologetically black? I just feel like with the access to information we have that um, learning and being grounded in my blackness and being unapologetic has truly helped me step into my purpose mm-hmm. and helped me affirm my identity and things like that and affirm other young identities of young young women and young black men around me and things like that for them to know that this skin this melanin is a badge of honor mm-hmm. it is a badge of pride and we need to carry it and treat it as such understanding realizing how important it is to say that and how important it is to create a space for our voices to be heard in a very white dominated, a white female dominated social mm-hmm. media um, society. And I want this place to, for black women to know that we are for y'all and we are by y'all. Strong black women and we are very proud black women and our content is really for us. Yes, all women can enjoy what we're talking about and all women definitely have a seat around the table but this table is for black women yes it's a black women's table (laughs) and also black men yes Um, and femme presenting people yes lgbtq trans not gender non-conforming you also have a seat at the table but you also need to recognize that this is a black women's table because i just feel like black women also feel this duty to make sure that every space is um is, is, is for other women, and other women tend not to do the same for us. Mm-hmm. So I want us to know that this space is like black women is the priority mm-hmm. and yes. unapologetically about that. So the next pillar we're going to get into is sex positivity. Yeah. And uh, I should definitely be the person yes, to you introduce that. You go, um, <laughs> I go just feel like <laughs> um, when it comes to sex, like it's so intertwined into so many aspects of our life. Everything. And people, and it's, we're literally thinking about it all day, every day, and we do not talk about it. Mm-hmm. It is so taboo to be sexual and to be sensual. And it seems as if you cannot be a respectable woman and also own your sexuality for some reason. Yeah, I guess classy women (laughs) don't have vaginas and they don't have sex. I don't know if if it's like women that are educated or all of a sudden class. Like they don't have (laughs) knees, they don't have orgasms. I don't I don't I don't get it, but I know that everybody's having sex because that's how we're procreating. (laughs) That's how we're having children. So Mm -hmm. sex positivity though is about talking about sex in a way that is truly liberating and empowering Mm -hmm. and centering womanhood. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And also just letting people know that it is your time. Like it is your time and it's always your time to make sure that you're satisfaction that's your pleasure that that whatever makes you happy is prioritized and it's like there's no need for us to continue to deprive ourselves i believe in full 
um, sexual liberation, exploring Absolutely. your kinks, exploring fetishes. Like, I'd personally like to get into those things because those are things that I'm hoping to explore this year. And I have in my 26th year of being a woman. I feel like I finally have learned how to be single. Mm-hmm. And how to be single is by making sure you have multiple plans backed up. You know what I mean? You have a backup for your backup plan. You know what I mean? You make sure you're you make sure you're too busy. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. put no eggs in no basket, but we'll get it. We'll get back into that. But back to sex positivity. Yeah, I just feel like it's been so taboo, especially for black women to talk about sex for so long. For but, so long. And in the same aspect, we're over sexualized at a at, at childhood. Mm-hmm. Right. But we're Welcome. we're the most chastised and the most disrespected mm-hmm. when it comes to when it comes to sex and sexual agency mm-hmm. we're, we're the most deprived we're the most silenced and we're, we're honestly the most not not res- not encouraging the community to be sexual and to be sexual objects and we and at the end of the day we don't even have a choice so it's just like you're damned if you do you're damned if you, you don't well you're damned if you might as well be damned and enjoy your life and get your orgasms while you get it because Absolutely. this thing about 80 percent of women not having sex I mean, not, I mean not having orgasms i'm sorry not having sex that that's just so alarming sad. to me. It's sad. It's scary. It's terrifying um, because it, that just says that women are not are learning to men. pleasure themselves and they literally are only having sex for the for the satisfaction of men. men. And I just feel like we that has to end. I I, I refuse in to. 2019. in twenty nineteen. <laughs> I refuse any woman that's on here um, all that down. pick me shit of down. like you got to keep your legs closed. To keep no. to, to get a man, like, <laughs> no, you you keep your legs as open as you'd like or as close as you'd like for your own personal well being for your own happiness. So I can go on all day, but I'll pass it over. <laughs> um, sex positivity. I really enjoyed this filler because I grew up in a very religious household. Sonia knows. Um, so. I don't even think that I've, I will, I know that I have not even scratched the surface of the sexual experience, but I do know how sex was spoken to, to me and how it was addressed in my family, which it was not, um, which it was not. And what that does to you as you're growing as a woman and you're developing these feelings, you're developing these urges and you don't know what to do with them. Mm. And then you feel guilty for pleasuring yourself. Like you feel, you feel guilty for being pleasured and mm. all of these things. And I really want this space to be a place where we remove the guilt and yes. we remove the shame and we remove the taboo from all parts of sex. Like yes. if you guys want to get asphyxiated, girl, we're gonna talk about that. And yes. we're gonna we're gonna put it on the table. If you don't like that, then you don't. But we're gonna talk about everything. And I think it's super I think it's super beautiful for black women as a collective to get to this point where it's like we have sex and we enjoy it. And guess what? It is what it is. Like we deserve that as much as every other woman. Um and I think it's just time for us to reclaim that power. I literally was just going to say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I love it. I feel like the only thing that I would have to say is, guys, whenever you hear tree talk, it's definitely coming from someone who was in an 11-year relationship and left that relationship three years ago and just trying to explore what the hell that means. Um, As a single girl, as a horny girl, because mama be... So um, definitely gonna explore that. And again, guys, we want you guys to write in. Let yeah, us know. We don't want to assume what sexuality looks like. I want to know the kings. I we know there's people following. We me. even want to know. We want to be <laughs> the prudish girls. Right. Ladies. 
Tell mm-hmm. us awful why whoring is bad. Tell us why you feel yeah, like let's like, unpack. Let us thing. know where you're coming from. I'm also I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm very 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 interested. This is random sidebar. Mm-hmm. Not prepared. But in terms of like how women are dating in other in other races, like, yes. I just want to know what sexual like with Indian women <laughs> and with Asian women and their men. Like I'm really curious I as to too. know what that's like. You know yeah. what I mean? Are they? Is it how? I, I really want to know. Politics, you know, the same dynamics. Because like, I know the, the respectability politics might be different, different. but ooh, even good. kind of going back to one of our other ooh, pillars, something that I want to I want to know. My mind is dating black. Especially yes. coming from um, men perspective, from women perspective, Child. because even just the conversation that I was thinking about is like, just how do they perceive us? Yeah, and it comes again with being unapologetic. <laughs> yeah, I am someone who dated outside my race, yeah. so mm-hmm. I have at some point that mouthed up or dialed down my blackness to equate oh. to my idea of what that is. So again, having those pillars. Yeah, they won't just come through. I also, I want to know, like, what are they doing that we can adopt? Like, what is Ooh, going on? True. That's working what? better for them. That's working better. Like, how can we have these things? What are y'all doing that we can say? Y'all, like, why everybody wants to take from a good head. Everybody wants like, to take why? from us. Yeah. And like, it's also just like, how do, we, how do we enhance our own skills? How yes. do we enhance our own dating experience? Mm-hmm. Like, what do we need to learn from white women or yeah. Asian women or I agree. Asian women about the feminine experience? Like, how do we become super divine? Like, and if you feel like you have the answer, if you're listening and you're like, girl, I know, write us in, let us know so we can discuss this. Hello. Um, and last but not least, we're going to um, open spirituality. Um, and with that segue, um, we want to talk about um, elevation. Mm-hmm. You want to start off with elevation? Um, elevation for me is I am one person that does not believe in stagnancy in any level. Um, and I feel like I want y'all to grow as we grow. And growing comes through information. It, grow, it comes through learning. It comes through experience. And it comes through putting those things, things into practice. Um, and I know for me, I want this space to be a place where you are learning something that you can bring into your life that will elevate you to another level, that will enhance a certain area yeah. of your life. And I feel like elevation, growth, however you want to put it, is like a really strong pillar for for me um, because I want us like Sonia loves to talk about gardens but I do want us to be like a garden <laughs> we're, we're putting this we're putting the time in we're tilling the soil we're fertilizing our plants and we're and we're growing and um, blooming blossoming the whole thing um, and also within that pillar we have rebuilding um, unbounded thinking and exploration as well as duality so um, overall encompassing I feel like to me um these things open spirituality um well let's just even talk about um my path and how i came into consciousness and um just how i've decided to um reach into ancient african spirituality um and trying to find the the feminine uh, the honoring the feminine in all of these religions and all of these walks of spirituality and um that's been super super important to me and um that's been one of the main catalysts as to why i personally um do not identify as christian but have moved away from christianity um um and i would say that i definitely am more gearing towards learning ifa and um kemetic spirituality um as my primary means of 
of ancestral divination and things like that. Um, but I really do think that the main reason as to why um, open spirituality and like how this comes back to our name of Goddess Code is because of the suppression of women in many mainstream Abrahamic religions across mm-hmm. the world. Um, if you guys know of the mainstream religions and things like that, there is no room for honoring the woman and, 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 and making the woman divine and making the woman a woman a goddess. Like, mm-hmm. But that is heavily in all of our ancient African um, mm-hmm. uh, ancient um, uh, Mesopotamian, ancient, yes. um, if you go Buddhist, if the you Aztecs, that. the Mayas, mm-hmm. like the melanated people, diasporic religions, because have 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 a space where the woman is a deity, the woman is honored, the woman is um, all facets of the woman too. Yeah, all facets of the woman. The warrior her, side. and honestly, the womb the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just feel like it's 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 so important, and and the warrior side, yes, yes, the nurturer, yeah. the educator, the, the teacher, side. like the sexual side, the beautiful side. Yeah. There's literally so many components um, and, and principles that, that talk about femininity in a way that okay. is honorable mm-hmm. and um, honor the goddess code. That's what, we, that's what we're coming to you from that perspective. Um, this is going to be a, a place where it's going to basically empower women, let them know, return the power back to femininity and let women know that actually like some of the things that you've learned and things like that through a lot of religion has taught you to suppress your own femininity mm-hmm. and how we can undo that. Um, I think also exploring different faiths and exploring different ways of life and ways of paths that might be more suited to you as an individual. Because mm-hmm. like they say in Ifa, if Christianity works for you, then girl, it works for you. It works yeah. for you. If it doesn't work for you, there are other ways and other modalities and other types of things that your spirituality can be filled. We are not an atheist no. channel. We do believe in spirit. We do believe in the spirit within us and also the spirit with outside of us. Um, and we do feel like it's important to acknowledge that in whatever form is the best for, for you. And I think that having a space where we can talk about different religions, we can have people who are of different religious sects or different spiritual practices mm-hmm. so that you can find a way for your soul to be filled, whether it is however, however we want to create that place where we're having that open conversation about spirituality mm-hmm. um, because especially in the black American experience it's so rooted within Christianity but it's so crazy that there are so many traditions and there are so many things that we do as a culture that are very not Christian yes. <laughs> very not Christian um, and that we don't understand that that comes from post-traumatic slave syndrome and that comes from us having to take away our indigenous faith and mold it into Christianity or adopt it and or merge it um, so that we're not persecuted or we're not um, killed or whatever. So we want to open up that realm back and really find whatever it is that works for, for our tribe individually and collectively. I also just want to put an emphasis on doing your research. Yes. But, um, please, for whatever you plan on, whatever you're currently practicing or plan on practicing, do historical research, mm-hmm. um, get books, um, go to different places to meet with people, you know what I mean? Don't Network, you know what I mean? Ask candle. questions, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, don't just do, don't just, like, watch one YouTube video and decide that this is it. Like, watch multiple different people, like, we're, and honestly, our page is going to be a resource for that. Definitely, mm-hmm. if anything, that you're going to be able to find directly on our page, it will be um, our resource and our access to different kinds of spiritual people that we currently look at, look to as gurus and find them wisdom. And that's another thing, like, 
the whole reason, if you do plan on leaving an organized religion, you need to understand that when you come to spirituality, it's about leaving that structure behind. You know, yes. it's about it's about eliminating the ego, eliminating mm-hmm. all of those all of those biases, all of those prejudgments, all that. of those savior mentality. the stigma the savior mentality but just all of the things that come with religion and mm-hmm. things like that or that fear you know what i mean mm-hmm. i feel like that is the number one thing that would keep you from delving into your spirituality and learning more about the history of your religion is fear and you have to relinquish that fear in order for you to be completely open and receptive to whatever the universe whatever information is trying to come to you I just want to say, like, one quick thing for me, open spirituality, I am someone, my spiritual journey is taking my beliefs, and I feel like I can walk into any house that praises the entity of a creator and take what I got inside of me and be able to worship, respectively, anywhere. This podcast, we are not here to kind of shift you anyway, but just kind of to give give you the tools needed to be the biggest and greatest goddess that you can be in whatever spirituality takes you. But also, as she just said, as a resource. So mm-hmm. let us be that one place. If you don't know no other place, goddess code. To get your start. To right. get your start, to get your facts, to get your resources. Hell, if you need to, we're afraid of us. We're professionals. You hear us? Yeah, Sonia said it, so guess what? It's not true. <laughs> not gonna lie, Abby is walking encyclopedia. I said XX. <laughs> uh, I said XX. I just feel like also send a little cash out. We we'll have to set that up yeah. for the goddess code. Like yes. we need to send money with the questions too, because honestly, we're looking to get more information and actually get the people that are professionals when we're not yes. professionals. Um, so with that being said, that's all of our pillars. I feel like they also set the tone for a lot of the episodes coming up. Mm-hmm. And um we also um want us to jump into our next segment. And this is specifically known as what is a goddess. So, um, when we're when we were creating this um, podcast, um, definitely we know we wanted to cater to a specific, not a specific, but to a variety of women, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I came up with my own little de- definition of what being a goddess means to me. Um, so, I have, it's a femme on the journey, um, on the journey. She's on the journey of rite of passage, of discovering her highest self working to balance her divine feminine and masculine energy through healing herself by example for those around her. They are unapologetic in their values and take pride in growing, teaching, and learning every day. She is love and light personified, but can also be wrath and fury in the name of justice and accountability. Mm -hmm. A mirror to everyone that they meet of their highest self. Um, She is a master of her own destiny, um, domain, and agency. It's effortless boss that's god shit like and that's that's basically what it means to be definitely a a woman that is literally on that journey of like i honestly forget of what it costs forget the price forget what it might take forget the sacrifice i'm going to achieve my highest goals and my highest purpose i'm going to heal i'm going to have the greatest love i'm going you're not you being unapologetic too with with what you want what you're Mm -hmm. claiming you know as a goddess but when you're a goddess it's like there's nothing that you cannot have you know and and everything you deserve so um okay hi guys real quickly um i thought that this was a really good exercise um for us to kind of 
define the women that we're talking to. Um, my definition of a goddess is um, she's a woman who is the, the queen of her domain. She consistently she's consistently doing the work to heal and learn from her past to create a brighter future for herself. She pours into herself so that she's able to give. She has high standards for herself and those around her, and in that she gives people both love and accountability. She honors the earth, the universe, and the divinity within all beings. She values herself as a creator. She creates the life she wants that is defined by her own happiness. She is. She has the courage to follow her ideas, and she creates a change to fulfill her vision. The modern-day goddess, she's vibrant, she's wild-hearted, she has a deep love for life, and she appreciates all the adventures that come with this journey with the spirit of a child. She is active in her community. She gathers like-minded members to her tribe. She supports her sisters because she knows collectively that her fellow goddesses have far more reach and impact in this world together than they do apart. Um, this definition of a goddess is like everything that I want to become within myself. So Same. I was really writing this, like thinking about like what is who is this woman that I want to be and who is this woman that I want people that I want to be around um, and that I want our audience to become. And I think that knowing that you're in control of your self is empowering, It could, but it's also daunting because like you know that whatever I decide is going to determine what, what is tomorrow. Um, understanding that I have to make sure that I am good first and really putting that at the forefront of the decisions in my life and being unapologetic about doing so. Um, also, being free. Like, I feel like when we think about women, especially black women, it's like she's either super, she's super prudish and she's super perfect and she's super um, just this, like, one constricted way. And I feel like a goddess, she's free. She has fun. She lets she lets it all hang out when she needs to. Um, she enjoys life. She loves life. She's full of adventure and she's full of curiosity. And she also loves her sisters. And that's that's it for me. So a goddess for me is a queen who has manifested herself into a realm of owning her own terms. She is openly healing and elevating herself for the purpose of healing the female experience. Through my lens, a goddess has no face. We all can achieve this title by loving, healing, and being responsible for the community around us. Okay. That was so beautiful, Keith. Thank you, guys. Um, and yeah, so everyone can be a goddess. I hope that this definition, I hope it hones in on someone because at the end of the day, if you're listening to this, you are already on the road to becoming a goddess. Mm -hmm. Yes. Already taking the steps to heal, to want to know, to research, to be responsible because knowledge is power. Power is information and it's also responsibility. Mm -hmm. Good first episode, guys. How we feeling really quick before we go. Thank you so much for joining our tribe today. We hope you were filled. We hope you laughed. If you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on Instagram at honor the goddess code. We love you and we hope to see you soon.